Hello, peoples, and welcome to another episode of Esoterica Cinema, the podcast where we take films from the cinematic multiverse and discuss the hell out of them. I am your host for the day, Ryan Siebold, coming at you with another I Got Five on It five-minute mini-review. Today's film is the 2023 action sensation Sisu, written and directed by Finnish director Halmari Hellander. That's Finnish as in from Finland, not Finnish as in from the end of Mortal Kombat. Finish him! Google has this described as, During the last days of World War II, a solitary prospector crosses paths with Nazis on a scorched earth retreat in northern Finland. When the soldiers decide to steal his gold, they quickly discover they just tangled with no ordinary miner. The film stars Yorma Tamila as our protagonist, Atami, Axel Henny as our Nazi villain, Bruno, along with co-stars Jack Doolin and Mimosa Wilamo. As a quick aside, our uh, protagonist, Yorma, is 64 years old, but he is shredded like Alexander Skarsgård from The Northman, who I looked up and I also just found out is 46 years old. Both these dudes are six foot four. And then I started thinking, I'm half Danish. Why do these two dudes walk around like Aragorn and I'm strutting around like Gimli, son of Glowin, for Christ's sake? Like, where's my Nordic roots? Ugh. Couple of real quick disclaimers. As always, I'm not from Finland, so if I mispronounce any of these names, I have nothing but the utmost respect for everyone involved in this film. I apologize. I'm doing my best. And also, I'm going to try to keep this review pretty spoiler-free. I know my co-host Jason listens to all these five-minute reviews I send out, and I really want him to see this movie. I love this film, and I don't want to ruin it for him. So I'm going to keep this review for his sake and yours as the listener fairly spoiler-free and just kind of talk about it surface level. But it's a fun one, and we're going to have a good time. So let's roll. First up, let's tackle a little bit of history, as I was a little confused starting the film as to who was on whose side and who was fighting who and why. This is obviously all way more complicated and nuanced than I'm going to get to in this discussion, but high level, let's go ahead and cover the cliff notes as I understand them. Back in 1939, before the hot and heavy days of World War II and Adolf Hitler, the Soviet Union decided it wanted a little slice of Finland and its resources, so Stalin decided it was going to cross over the border and take what it felt was theirs. This was called the Winter War, and lasted about a year or so. Finland fought them off as best they could, but the Soviet Union ended up crossing over the border and taking a fair amount of territory from Finland. As World War II was ramping up, the Soviet Union had a treaty with Germany, that they would leave each other alone, Germany could do as it wanted with Europe, as long as Russia could get a little slice of the pie here and there. Throughout World War II, Finland and the Nordic countries were given very little to no help from the Western Allies, so they were kind of left on their own to ally with whoever would allow them to keep their sovereignty. In 1941, Germany broke its pact with Russia and said, We want your shit too. Give us a little elbow room. We're coming into the USSR. To which Finland responded, We hate these guys too. Why don't you come on up and help us and we'll help you. So the Nazis went into Finland and together they fought the Soviets for a little while until around 1944, when Stalin had enough of that shit, approached Finland and said, Listen, you purge out the Nazis, get rid of all them and kick them out, disarm them and run them out of your country, and we'll give you back a lot of your shit that we took during the Winter War. Finland said bet and ran all the Nazis out of Finland, but not before the Nazis went on a scorched earth campaign, raping and pillaging as they left Finland, and this was called the Lapland War. Which brings us to 1944, which is smack dab when we're dropped in Sisu. We find our protagonist, Atami, as a former one-man killing machine who fought the Russians for years on his own as a death squad party of one. And once the Nazis joined in, he was like, fuck all this. I'm going out to be a miner or prospector. Go find some gold so I could leave the world behind and live the rest of my life. Well, he finds that gold. And then some Nazis find him. And then they decide they want his gold. And he says, fuck you. And then this movie ensues. And it is awesome. From a storytelling standpoint, it feels an awful lot like a Sergio Leone spaghetti western mixed with an 80s action film like Rambo, but told with modern sensibilities. It is essentially about a man fighting for his dignity who refuses to die. 
Our prospecting hero, Atami, is in a state of Sisu, which the movie tells us is a Finnish concept that cannot be translated, but is basically a strength of will, determination, perseverance, and acting rationally in the face of adversity. It's basically someone that has his back up against the wall that's going to claw his way out of this shit. And claw his way out, he does. In some of the dramatic moments, it really leaned into the spaghetti western vibe because of the extreme close-ups, especially on the eyes. And there are huge parts of this movie with no dialogue, which means the script was most likely really short. Director Yelmari Hellander said he was originally setting out to go make a big fantasy film, but when COVID hit, he realized he was going to have to dial it back on the cast and locations and stuff like that, so he wrote this script very quickly, went out and made this in Finland, and he ended up cranking it out for a budget of $6 million, which for an action film of this scale isn't bad. Ended up bringing in a global box office of $11 million, so it almost doubled its money. I'd say that's pretty solid. But yeah, heavy Leone and Rambo influences. The action is super over the top, sometimes even treading into grindhouse territory. I see elements of Desperado, like almost a Robert Rodriguez vibe in this sometimes. But the acting, cinematography, and score really elevate this film. Speaking of cinematography, this was shot on a Sony Venice by Finnish DP Kjell Lagerus. Again, apologies for the pronunciation. For as simple of a film as this is, this was shot so, so well. The bleak grays, teals, and oranges, mixed with all the grit and grime of the battlefield, was all captured in a way very reminiscent to me of All Quiet on the Western Front, which I also saw recently and talked about on the show. But paired with all the -the over-the-top fun and hyper-violence of Kill Bill, at any moment a knife could go through someone's head or a landmine could get chucked at someone's face. Oh man, dude, it's so much fun. It's hyper-violent Bugs Bunny. The score by Yuri Seppa and Tuomas Wainola almost feels like Hans Zimmer meets Ennio Morricone. It's just absolutely crazy. Epic bending guitar notes, heavy drums, guttural chants, and western singing. Here, rather than tell you about it, I'll just let you listen to a little bit of it. It slaps so hard, dude. It's such a cool score. This was an action film like I had not seen in many years. I had so, so much fun in the theater watching this. And it only clocks in at an hour and a half, so it's a really easy watch. You're in, you're out. I do think we're in the transition period between theatrical release and a digital release. I know you can rent this on Apple right now for like 20 bucks, but I'm sure if you wait a few more weeks, this is going to be streaming here soon. There were a couple moments that kind of pushed the threshold of my suspension of disbelief, but overall, I was all in on this film. I loved it. Zero regrets. My three adjectives are freight train. Because man, once you leave the station, this thing just keeps chugging along faster and faster, and it's an unstoppable force. Classic action, because like I said, it feels like an 80s action film. It's Rambo, it's Terminator, it's whatever. Don't go into this film looking for logic or rationale. You just got to be along for the ride. And do not bring your friend that's going to lean over to you and be like, he couldn't have survived that, blah, blah, blah. That's not the point of this movie. Of course he can't survive that. And my last adjective is Jimmy's Coffee, as in Jimmy's Coffee from Pulp Fiction, because this movie was way better than it had any right to be. This was some gourmet shit. Isn't that right, Jules? Mmm. God damn, Jimmy. This some serious gourmet shit. Me and Vincent would have been satisfied with some freeze-dried taster's choice, right? (laughs) And he springs this serious gourmet shit on us. All right, I'm giving this one an A. I can't quite justify shifting over to the A-plus category, But this was a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to watch this. I would recommend this to so many of my friends, including Jason. 
I know you're out there listening. I really hope you like this film. Well, that's it for me. Catch us next week on another episode of Esoterica Cinema!